Welcome to the Written Spoken Podcast. This podcast is a curated audio version of the blogs Word Breed and Fitly Spoken. It will also provide other content with the hope that something you hear will encourage you, refresh you, or challenge you to focus on the word, the one who spoke this world into existence and became flesh to redeem us. I am your host, Esther Wright. Welcome and thank you for joining me for this episode of the Written Spoken Podcast. Our theme for Season 4 is Loving Well. The theme is based on Jesus' response to the question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said, The first and greatest commandment is, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And he added, The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 through 39, the Amplified Translation. To date, we have reflected on what it means to love God and ourselves well. In today's episode, we turn our attention to what it means to love well those we identify as our loved ones. There are varied ways of demonstrating love to those we identify as our loved ones. And it is important that we take time to learn what Dr. Gary Chapman describes as the love languages of our loved ones. It is true that the varied ways of demonstrating love to our loved ones are too numerous to list, but we will focus here on three aspects of loving well those we identify as our loved ones. Sharing challenges, having difficult conversations, and creating opportunities to keep learning about those we love. Sharing challenges. It can be easy to share with the people we love our successes, our victories, our triumphs. But our failures, our weaknesses, our struggles, these we can be tempted, even inclined to hide and minimize. Sometimes out of pride, sometimes out of shame, sometimes out of fear that we will be rejected, judged, disapproved of. But true intimacy requires vulnerability. And I acknowledge that it is a risk to be vulnerable for there is no way to guarantee how someone will respond. But it is a risk worth taking with those we came to love and trust. Researcher Dr. Brene Brown of the University of Houston, in her extensive research on courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy, discovered that vulnerability is the birthplace of joy, 
belonging, creativity, authenticity, and love. May God help us to remember this truth when we are tempted to hide and pretend with those we love. Let us counter this temptation with the truth that God knows us fully and loves us completely. Let the truth that we are accepted in the beloved be enough for us to risk being vulnerable with our loved ones. And let us be a safe place where they can feel free to share their struggles and troubles and flaws and know that they will be accepted and loved and supported by us. Having Difficult Conversations It is not possible to have relationships worth anything of value unless we are willing to be brave. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines brave as having or showing mental or moral strength to face danger, fear, or difficulty. Having or showing courage. It is not possible to have relationships worth anything of value unless we're willing to be brave because everyone in the relationship is a flawed human being. This means that there will be challenges and things that we will need to confront, deal with in an honest and direct manner. And to confront those we love requires courage. Courage is not a trait we are born with. Courage is a choice we make moment to moment. We choose to be courageous. One of the most courageous persons the world has known, Mr. Nelson Mandela stated, and I quote, I have learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. And one of the motivations for conquering fear is that we value our relationships enough to address the issues that are harmful to it and to set and maintain healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries are necessary for healthy relationships. To be brave enough to have difficult conversations and to set and maintain healthy boundaries are acts of loving our loved ones well. And like Joshua, we can be strong and courageous because God is with us. And if we need help learning what healthy boundaries are and how to set and maintain them, let us ask for help to do so. After a short break, we will reflect on creating opportunities to keep learning about those we love. Before our short break, we reflected on sharing challenges and having difficult conversations as two aspects of loving well those we identify as our loved ones. Now, we will reflect on creating opportunities 
to keep learning about those we love. Is there anyone we take for granted more than our loved ones, their family and friends? When I say take for granted in this context, I'm referring to assuming that we know them so well that we do not see the need to discover anything new about them. Can you recall the last time you took the time to ask questions of your loved ones? Not in the form of a cross-examination, but out of a desire to know them better. Yes, we do ask how they're doing and many times listen to their response. Sometimes we can even sense that something is not okay just by the sound of their voices or what they do not say. But for all we know or think we know, we must realize that there are details of their lives that we do not know because we have not asked. I recall watching a documentary about Joan Trumpower Mulholland, a civil rights activist who was among the students from historically black Tougaloo College who staged a sit-in at a segregated Woolworths lunch counter in downtown Jackson, Mississippi and were attacked by a white mob. Her son, Loki, produced an award-winning documentary film entitled An Ordinary Hero, The True Story of Joan Trumpower Mulholland. In a conversation with his mother, he asked her how it was that he had not known about her involvement in the civil rights movement. She responded, you never asked. You never asked. We have to intentionally create opportunities for our loved ones to tell us their stories, to have them tell, and for us to listen with caring curiosity is an act of loving them well. We will end our time together today by reviewing the divine blueprint for what loving our loved ones well looks like in action. One of the places in which the blueprint is found is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 10 and verse 13. First, I will read the J.B. Phillips New Testament translation, then the Amplified translation of these verses, and share a prayer. The J.B. Phillips New Testament translation. This love of which I speak is slow to lose patience. It looks for a way of being constructive. It is not possessive. It is neither anxious to impress nor does it cherish inflated ideas of its own importance. Love has good manners and does not pursue selfish advantage. It is not touchy. It does not keep account of evil or gloat over the wickedness of other people. On the contrary, it is glad with all good men when truth prevails. Love knows no limit to its endurance, no end to its trust, 
no fading of its hope. It can outlast anything. It is, in fact, the one thing that still stands when all else has fallen. In a subheading, Phillips notes, all gifts except love will be superseded one day. The passage of scripture continues through verse 10. For if there are prophecies, they will be fulfilled and done with. If there are towns, the need for them will disappear. If there is knowledge, it will be swallowed up in truth. For our knowledge is always incomplete, and our prophecy is always incomplete. And when the complete comes, that is the end of the incomplete. And verse 13 states, In this life, we have three great lasting qualities, fate, hope, and love. But the greatest of them is love. Now the Amplified Translation. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and it's not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades nor ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for towns, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. For our knowledge is fragmentary and incomplete. But when that which is complete and perfect comes, that which is incomplete and partial will pass away. And now there remain faith, abiding trust in God and His promises, hope, confident expectation of eternal salvation, love, unselfish love for others, growing out of God's love for me. These three, the choicest graces, but the greatest of these is love. Gracious God, we are able to love only because you first loved us. Give us the courage to be vulnerable with those we love, to have the difficult conversations we know we need to have, and to be intentional about creating opportunities to keep learning 
about those we love. Let us be honest with ourselves and with you about where we need to elevate our love walk and seek and accept help in doing so. In Jesus' name, amen. listening to the written spoken podcast if this podcast was helpful in any way i hope you will be generous and share it with a friend or your tribe subscribe rate and comment on any platform where you listen to your podcasts as we engage in the ordinary and extraordinary moments of life may we speak the truth in love May our words be seasoned with grace.